This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Good to see all of you in the house of the Lord today. You know, I just... Children's church. Amen. I just want to take a real quick moment to say thank you to Kelly for, or Pastor Kelly for a tremendous, wonderful message last Sunday. Part two of what is in your knower. I got blessed. <clears throat> Someone said afterwards when they are on their way out, they said, boy, Pastor, you've got a challenge for next Sunday. Try to, try to feel that. But isn't it neat with God that we're all individuals differently, that God doesn't try to make us feel like that we have to try to do better than someone else? See, when you're a part of the family of God, we're all equal. The Bible says that we're created equal, but we're created after his workmanship. And I'm so thankful that God has gifted me with a wonderful wife that can preach the gospel. She keeps me in line. She keeps me straight most of the time. Most of the time. I want to also take this time to say thank you to Brother Alvin and to Brother Lance and uh, Brother John for coming out yesterday. You know, Saturday is a lot of time. That's, that's what we call our day. That's when we do our own thing. And we work all week. But these guys sacrificed their time Saturday to come out here yesterday to try to help get the, uh, the deck finished. And I don't know if you have an opportunity before you leave today. You need to go by there and look and see how it's coming together God is blessing Passion Church, and not only just blessing us to get things done, but he's using us as a family to get it done, and I was just, I enjoyed working with those guys yesterday out there. I tell you, that Alvin can swing a hammer. <laughs> he can swing a hammer, and we had a wonderful time. It's, it's great when the brethren come together like that. What it does, it just creates a bond and a fellowship, a, a time of just being together. What it does is allows, you actually get to see a part of that individual or individuals that you don't ordinarily get to see. Like if somebody hits their thumb with a hammer, you might get a chance to hear how they respond when they would if they weren't in your presence, you know. Now, I'm not saying they did that. I'm just saying. <laughs> but it's, it was good. Guys, I appreciated the opportunity to work with you. It's just so much fun. Today, I want to talk with you about taking this Word of God and narrowing it down from a broad perspective to a narrow perspective in our hearts and in our lives. So if you have your Bible, let's hold it up like this. First of all, let's just get started by saying this with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. 
I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. In my study time this week, the Lord began to speak to my heart about some very familiar scriptures. And as I was reading them and studying them, you know, if, there's, if they are scriptures that you are familiar with, have you ever noticed, maybe you don't, but if I'm reading something that I have read many times before, I just kind of just skim over it because I think within my heart, well, I know that one. And I was looking at scriptures, and as I was reading, the Lord just kind of laid it on my heart, and he said, would you re-read that again? And I read it again. I didn't get any more out of it the second time. The Lord spoke to my heart, and he says, would you read it again? You say, well, does God speak like that? Well, not in an audible voice, but you just sense that you need to do something. Y'all ever felt that way? Maybe you were on your way to work and something you just felt in your heart. I, I really might need to take a different route today. And you were glad you did because God directed you in a different route. And to come to find out, he may have saved you from something. Or perhaps you became aggravated that you couldn't leave on time. Maybe something happened. Maybe you spilled some, in my, in my case, it would be coffee. But maybe you spilled some coffee on you. And you had to go back and change, and you were late, but you weren't really thinking, well, this was a God setup. Well, it's kind of the way it is when we study the Bible. God ministers to us in ways that it seems like maybe it's a coincidence, or we'll, we'll get a feeling that maybe I shouldn't do this. Well, that's actually the Holy Spirit leading, guiding, and directing our lives. Sometimes we just don't recognize it as the Holy Spirit. That spilled cup of coffee on your dress or on your clothes before you went to work, sometimes we might consider that, well, that was just an accident. But in God's eyes, it wasn't an accident. It was a plan so that you could, he could stall you long enough so he could keep you from something dangerous down the road. I've experienced that in my life. And, uh, but in studying this week, the Lord took me to a passage of Scripture. And, you know, as a, as a minister, we're always looking for something new and fresh. And... Sometimes we'll read a passage of Scripture in our study time and we'll say, now, nah, they've heard that before. Because we want to keep it interesting. Because we know as pastors that we've been told that the attention spans only about 15, 20 minutes and then your stomach starts growling or you start thinking about what you're going to do when you get home or other items on your to-do list. So we have a very small window to work with. And I, my Bible fell open to a passage of Scripture that all of you know, if you've been a Christian any length of time, it's John 3.16, and it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, 
that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I read that, and that was the scripture that the Lord said, would you reread that? I read it again, and I really didn't get it more, and I said, God, what are you trying to tell me? I know this passage of scripture. Well, out of frustration because I didn't feel like I was hearing from God, have y'all ever felt that way, that you're like, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm asking of your help here. I'm asking for wisdom and knowledge and understanding. I'm asking for some advice. Come on. He said, if you like to ask. And he said, I'll give it to you liberally. And I was asking him. I just felt like maybe he had gone to the beach. And maybe he was sipping a cold iced tea. But what he was doing was, there's a time... When God wants us to become still and quiet, not be in such a hurry, because he really wants to say something. I've noticed in my life that when God wants to say something, so oftentimes he has to get me quiet so I really will hear what he said. I remember one time our daughter Ginger, my father-in-law was talking to her, and he, she was talking back to him and sharing something. But my father-in-law really wasn't listening. And she grabbed him by the cheeks right here and his chin, and she said, look at me, look at me. Sometimes that's what God is trying to do. He's trying to get your attention. He's, he's grabbing you by your chin, your cheeks. He's saying, look at me. You see, when we're looking at someone, they're talking, the chances are we're listening. Sometimes God wants to talk to us, and he wants to get our attention so that we don't just take a passage of Scripture and skim over it. Well, as I was studying this passage of Scripture in John, I read it, and I reread it, and finally I just said, well, I'll leave that on the shelf, and I'll grab a study Bible, or I'll grab my devotion, and when I did... Lo and behold, God was in that book too. I opened it, and I wasn't really looking for the certain date for today's date. I just opened it, maybe out of frustration because God had gone to the beach and wasn't talking, and I was serious. Now, God, I have to bring fresh manna from heaven. These people honor you and they bless me and they honor me by coming, taking out their time, getting up, getting ready to go on Sunday morning to come to church. I feel the responsibility to make sure that what I bring to you is fresh manna. So out of my pouting moments, y'all don't have those, but out of my time of pouting, I picked up my little devotion book, and I just opened it, and I started reading. And God, in his miraculous way, has a way of speaking to your heart, even when you're pouting. I opened this, and I read it, and I want to read you what he said to me. The title of this message, by the way, is I Love You. 
in spite of it. (laughs) I read this and it says, I love you simply because you are my child. Well, as I was reading that, I didn't get very far before he said, you know what I want you to do? Wherever it says you, I want you to put your name there. I said, well, now, God, you know me and you know my name. He says, yeah, let's make this personal. Then it dawned on me why he took me to John 3.16. He said, now reread John 3.16. I read it. And it said, for God so loved the world. And I began to hear what he was saying to my heart. He said, when you read that, you're taking it in broad perspective. God so loves everybody. He just loves the world. That he would give his only begotten son. He said, would you please put your name there? And I said, for God so loved Ron. And then when I begin to read this, it says, I want you to put your name there again. So I said, I love you. After every you, I said, I love you, Ron. Simply because you, Ron, are my child. Now, I'm going to read that this morning, and I want to bring it into a very narrow perspective. I want to bring this God that loves the world, and I want to bring it right to you. I want you to take it as though God himself was standing in front of you or sitting beside you. So when I say this, every time I get to the you, I want you to whisper Your name. Would you do that for me? I love you, Ron, simply because you are my child. Now listen to what he says in this. I enjoy you for the same reason. Because you're my child. Now, I never really thought about it, but this writer was sharing from the heart of God. God was speaking to this person and he was having a one-on-one relationship with this person. And God let this person know that he says, I enjoy you. And I never really thought about it that God (laughs) enjoys me. Have you thought about that for just a minute? God enjoys you. Well, my first thought of being human, I'm thinking, what is there to enjoy about me? I'm just a piece of clay. He reminded me in my study time, you, just because you're my child. You know, I have children. They have not always done everything I wanted them to do. In fact, probably a lot I didn't want them to do. But I still enjoyed them. I still enjoyed them. And God said to me, Ron, I enjoy you for the same reason, because you're my child. He goes on to say, I didn't create you. You're supposed to say your name there. So you could run around doing my bidding. You know, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. But he said, I didn't create you for this. Now, there's a difference of your gifts and callings that he did put in you. But he didn't create me to do that. He created me for another purpose. And it wasn't to do his bidding. 
He says, I created you because I want to share my love with you. I love it that God wanted, and as I was, in fact, when I was studying this, it got to my heart. I began to weep. He said, I created you because I want to love you. God in all his vast greatness created you and I out of just dust, breathed the breath of life into us and said, I made you because I want to love on you. I want to love on you. I remember one time when we got, one, got our, our daughter a, a, a little baby. She kept saying, I want a baby doll. She wanted a baby doll because she wanted to love on it. We got our kids a dog because they wanted to love on it. And if we want to love on something like a baby doll or a dog, can you imagine how God, it's, this is something we buy, but God made. He said, I made you, and I want to just love on you. Man, my heart began to weep. I thought, why in the world would you want to enjoy me? You want to love on me? Man, needless to say, I was blown away. I created you because I wanted to share my love with you. Now listen, I desired you and I held you. (laughs) Would you just let that sink in for a minute? Ladies and gentlemen, we are created in the love of God, by the love of God, for the love of God. But we're created because we want to love, but we need love. We were created to be loved on. And I love it when Kelly loves on me. I desire her to love me. Oh, I love what he says here. I don't just desire it. I desired you and held you in my heart before you were formed in your mother's womb. Stop and think about that for a moment. I desired and held you before you were even in your mother's womb. This this God who I can't even wrap my mind around Love me, held me, held me. He knew what I was like. He knew what I was going to be. He knew the mistakes I was going to make. But he says, I desired you. I held you in my arms and in my heart. Well, you say, Pastor, you're weeping. Oh, this is not near what it was when I first read this. <laughs> Listen to what he says. I did not create you so that you could do something for me. Well, I thought that was my purpose. He gave me gifts and callings. No. He said, I didn't create you I did not create you so you could do something for me. I created you because I just wanted something, somebody that I could love on. 
that I can love through. That when you're feeling sad, I could love on you and kiss on you. Wrap my arms around you. I don't know about you, but I have felt those times when I actually felt the presence of God loving on me. And I was so thankful that he would look through all of my disobedience, my flaws, my wrong thinking. And maybe a word that I maybe said that I shouldn't have. But he still said, "Ah, let me just love on you. Reminds me of our children. Times they would get all bent out of shape, but I'd still go over and love on them. I didn't create you so you could do something for me. I simply want to pour my love into you without reservation. That's all he's asking. He just is looking for someone that he created that he could love on. He could pour his love. Listen to this. It's a love so deep, it's hard for me to put into words. I read that and I said, God, you're the creator of words. He said, yeah, but I, when I created you, you don't even understand the depth of my love. In fact, he says, I can't say a word. I can't even come up with a word to describe my love for you other than just... I love you. I used to tell my kids all the time, I love her. I love you. I tell Kelly all the time, baby, I love you. I tell her when she's in there putting on her war paint, I mean her makeup. I say, baby, you don't need to wear that. You're beautiful just like you are. Can I tell you something this morning? It's not the clothes on your back. It's not your fine, fancy hairdo. But out of all the mistakes you've made and will continue to make, he still says, I love you just like you are. I love you just like you are. I'm not trying to change you. Just wanting to love on you. What an awesome God. I read that this weekend. I cried. I cried like a baby. In fact, I'm still crying over it. To think that the master of the universe, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who created everything that I can see with my eyes, feel with my hands, he created it. But he created it. For me to enjoy. What a wonderful God. Oh, I'm not finished yet. (laughs) This is how it is so hard to put it into words, but this is how I feel about you. You were not born with a to-do list from me. I'm reminded that sometimes Kelly has a to-do list for me. She says, when you find the time... I'd like to see this done and that done around the house or some music that she wants us to learn for the praise team. You weren't born with a to-do list for me, he says. I did not create you on a mass production line. 
I've got to say that again. I did not create you on a mass production line. I started pouring my love into you when you were in your mother's womb. I, I can't fathom that with my mind. So I had to, I had to say to him, Father, help my heart to receive that. Help my heart to receive this. He said, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mass production you on a, on a line. I just started pouring my love into you when you were in your mother's womb. Now, you and I don't remember when we were in our mother's womb, but just to think that he was pouring his love into us when we were in our mother's womb. I know I love this. I took my time. And I weaved every detail of your being. I know I serve a God who can do stuff just like that if he chooses. I always wondered why he would take nine months to develop us. And now I know. He wanted some time. He wanted some time. While we were in our mother's womb, he wanted to take the time to weave. Think about that. Y'all ever, are you familiar with knitting or weaving? I pictured it as, as, as someone who's knitting a quilt, knitting a quilt. And they take the loop and they put it in and they pull it through this thread. But boy, at the end, when it's all said and done, it's a beautiful quilt. And while you and I were in our mother's womb, he was knitting. He was weaving your very being, your existence of what he has in hopes for you to fulfill during your lifespan. What an awesome God. What a love beyond measure. That he would take those nine months and weave my very being, my very existence. And he didn't just do it for me. He did it for every one of you. For the whole world. And that's why it meant so much to me. He said, God so loved the world. He so loved you. That he would give his son, knowing all along that we were going to mess up, make mistakes. Some would go longer than others without receiving him. Some would go longer than others before they actually would get in step to start fulfilling the purpose and plan of God on their life. You see, he knows and he knew then while he was weaving your very being, in your mother's womb, he knew where you would be this morning. He knew where you would be today. I love that scripture. Today is the day of salvation. You see, for today, he had weaved for you or those of you watching 
He knew that today was your day. He weaved it in there that you would receive him. Or that you would receive something as fresh manna from heaven that would minister and speak to your heart that would cause you to examine your heart and say, am I allowing him to love on me like he wants to? I took the time to weave every detail of your being. And he closed with this. He said, I just love you simply because I love you. He said, that's real simple. It is, but very profound. Why does he love us even though we're not lovable sometimes? Because he's love. He can't help but be and do what he is. His very existence, God, is love. And the reason that he loves you and I just the way we are, but loves us too much to leave us where we are, the purpose behind that is, is because he just loves you. I know when I got through reading this and I said, Lord, the next time I read scriptures, I want to do my best to bring it into more of a narrow scope because I know there's something in there for me that's from you. You know, this is a love letter from the one who loves me. I don't know this morning if you feel unloved or you have felt unloved or perhaps things that you're going through that sometimes you feel all alone or you have felt all alone. But let me reassure you, before you were formed in your mother's womb, he was loving on you and he has not stopped loving us. I'm so thankful. Does that give me a license to sin? No. In fact, if you're having a problem with things in your life, things that are wanting to draw you away from him, think about how much he loves you. And you won't want to do anything that will break his heart. I know that I don't want to do things that it's offensive or hurtful to my wife because she loves me. And thank God she loves me unconditionally. Because if she didn't, she'd have been gone a long time ago. Because you see, this old boy can be hard to live with sometimes. Oh, I know you probably thought I was perfect in every way. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm just as human as everyone else in this building and those watching on social media. I make mistakes. But my wife loves me through it. But God loves me even more. I can't fathom in my mind this love that I read to you today. And you won't fathom it. You won't figure it out with your head. You have to have an open heart. You got to let him 
do surgery. Sometimes on that old stony heart. And let him make it a heart of flesh. Sometimes I think, I say to God, God, I might need a heart bypass. Sometimes I think my arteries are clogged. Because it's not flowing with his love like it should. Boy, I repented. I wept. I cried. <laughs> I poured out my heart to him this week. And I said, Father, forgive me. Because I have not allowed you to love on me like you want to. You say, Pastor Ron, this kind of a different message this morning. You're not evangelistic and running up around the stage and having your hallelujah dance. No, there's times when God just wants to wrap his arms around you. He wants to stop us from our busy schedules that we have put everything above him. We have placed our children and their needs, our needs and our wants, we have placed everything above him. And sometimes he's like over here saying, hey, I'm over here. Having a bad day, hey, I'm, I'm over. I wish you would come over here. Would you please come over here? I want your day to be a good day. And I want to love on you. I want to put my arms around you and hug on you and pour more into you. God is desiring to love on us. He's loved on me this week. Boy, I've had to repent. I pour out my heart to him. I'd say, God, I am so sorry. I have sure made a mess of things sometimes. He said, you think? See, God has a sense of humor. You see, when you love on somebody, you can also love on them and have fun and be joking with them. God is not a God who's sitting up in the heavens somewhere with a big old stick waiting for you to get out of line so he can pop us with it. No, he's in our hearts today with his arms wide open saying, I know you've messed up, but come on, man. Let me love on you. You know why? Because love covers a multitude of sin. Thank God he just loved me just like I am. He just says to me, Ron, I know sometimes you just really mess up, but I love you anyway. Not because I messed up, but because he wants to love on me because I did mess up. You see, when I mess up, sometimes I feel separated from him. Sometimes I feel like he's at the beach because I really wasn't doing good this week. <laughs> no, he wasn't at the beach drinking tea. He was pushed aside because I allowed myself to do something or say something or respond in a way that I pushed him away. He never, ever pushed me away. He always had his arms out. Say, come on, man, let me love on you. You know, for guys, it's difficult sometimes. We're not the lovey-dovey type like you women are. But you know, when I've messed up, I am so thankful my wife 
She doesn't push me away. She'll come over to me. and Like she did last night, I was in, I had my pillows all puffed, fluffed up on my bed, and I had the little fan running. <clears throat> had the covers laid back. I had my Bible and my book. And I was studying and praying and meditating. I love that time. And in walks Kelly. And she just snuggled up next to me. And she said, I said, oh, I thought you were busy in there. She said, I just wanted to come and tell you that I love you. Boy, that did something for me. That did something for me. You see, you don't have to try to get it all together because you never will. But if you let the love of God seep into your heart and just let him continue to weave his love into you, then you won't live your life under condemnation and frustration, always trying to get it right. What you'll do is, is you'll learn to relax and live in his love. And when you make a mistake, he'll nudge you and you'll say, mm, don't like that. And all you got to do is say, okay, forgive me of that. Let's just move on. Let's start where we left off. Don't go a whole week being separated from the love of God. Just admit right then, Father, I love you. I messed up. Hey, Lord, I know that thought was not a good thought. But she kind of got on my last nerve. I know she did. But then he'll hush. He's waiting for me to say, yeah, I'm sorry. Forgive me, Father. And he'll dust me off and he'll say, all right, let's get going. Let's don't stop here. We've got things to do today and I need you. Now I need you to go love somebody. There's an old song, and I'll close with this. It said, what the world needs now <laughs> is love, sweet love. That's the only thing that there's just too little love. If I could have said anything today, I hope that it has pricked your heart that you would open it up and let him love on you the way he wants to love on you. Yes. Oh, he does. And also that you would not be so closed up that you won't open up and let him. It's hard sometimes for me. I want to, when I'm with Kelly, I want to be the macho man. You know, come on, baby, I got this. Well, sometimes I just ain't got it. If anything, I, I lost it. But Alvin, that's when I say, Father, I'm nothing without you anyway. And then I get a chance to go and tell her, you know what, baby? This old boy that you married, I ain't got it. But there's one thing I got. And I want to hang on to it for the rest of my life. I got love for you. I may not always do it right. And I tell her this. I may mess up, darling, but I love you. And you know what? Just like Jesus, she says, well, I never expected you to get it right anyway. I know where you came from. <laughs> My mom and dad didn't get it right. Not all the time. I'm not going to get it right. My children aren't going to get it right. <laughs> Can I give you 
a heads up, you're not going to get it right all the time. Your children are not going to get it right all the time. He doesn't expect you to get it right. He just, all he wants to do is ask you, to, would you open your heart and let him do a little love surgery? Let him do some bypassing. Get rid of some of the clogs in there. Some of that little, but pastor, you don't know how she just rubs me wrong. We're going to have a big get-together. In fact, Kelly and I fly out Tuesday morning to go to Virginia to be with my family for Thanksgiving. And uh, I have been with my family members, and there are some that I've had a challenge being with. Now, y'all probably don't have any of those. That you hear they're coming, and you might say, I think we might really don't need to go. But that's your opportunity to love on them. Do you know they may be hurting on the inside for somebody just to accept them the way they are? The world needs us to let's just love these people just like they are. So I ask you today. Open your heart. Look inside. Is there some places in there that maybe you're not letting God love on? Because he wants to. Because the sooner he can get in there and love on that spot that you have been trying to keep hidden, the sooner you'll be free. You'll be free of that. And you'll be able to love more. And you'll be able to love better. God is asking us today to open our heart. Let's examine it. I believe he's already been doing that today. There's, I believe he's brought to our attention through this message today that there are things in here that he wants to get rid of. He wants to cleanse. He wants to love on us. Perhaps there's some things going on in your family or maybe in your own life. But he's, you know what he's saying? He's standing right in front of you, and it's not me. But he's standing right in front of you right now. He's literally right in front of you with his arms open and saying, would you just let me come in and love on those spots in your heart that just need to get some love on? With every head bowed and every eye closed, those of you that are watching on social media, I'm asking you to the same. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You're here today, and God spoke to your heart about this love. He spoke to you today about how much he does love you. And I'm asking you today to examine right now, right this moment, examine your heart. Look deep inside. Are there things in there that he needs to love on? Is there maybe a, a, a little bitterness or hatred? Maybe for somebody or a loved one that's in your family, you've just been having a, you've been, they just rub you wrong. Perhaps maybe you're looking in your heart right now and that, that person's face, you see them. But do you see the hurt that's in their heart and their life? They're really wanting you to forgive them. They're wanting you 
to love on them. Maybe they're like I have been in my family. My brother was successful. My older sister, they were, her and her husband, very successful. But I seem to be the one in my family that I considered myself the black sheep of the family. Maybe you feel that way today. Maybe you feel like, well, I just, I made a lot of mistakes and maybe my siblings didn't, but I did. And I just always felt like I didn't really fit. In fact, I even felt like I really wished I had been born into another family because I feel like I just didn't fit. Well, I want you to know this morning as you're examining your heart, you fit. You fit in God's eyes. You are loved just like you are. So I'm asking you to pray this prayer with me right now. This is not a prayer of salvation. It's a prayer of forgiveness. Say this with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I see in my heart Places that need fixing. Places that I have done wrong. That I need you to repair. I ask you, Lord Jesus. Just forgive me. Repair my heart. Come in and love on me. I give you free reign. Just love on me right now. And I thank you for it, Jesus. Now, for those of you that are watching or even in here today that don't know this Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to pray this prayer with me because Jesus loves you and he wants to live in you, be in you, work through you, and love on you. Ask him into your heart. If you've not asked him into your heart, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I know you are the son of God. You bled and died for me. Come and be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Now, if you prayed that prayer, you just... Receive Christ as your personal Savior. If you prayed it from a heart of repentance. If you prayed it, meaning it from your heart, you just got born again. You've been born into the family of God. Let him love on you. We want you, if you're here this morning and you prayed that prayer, I want you to get some information from our altar workers this morning. Let them give you a pamphlet that's going to help you in your new journey with Christ. And those of you watching online, I want you to contact this church, Passion Church in Ellick City. We want to hear from you. We want to know that you got born again. We want to give you some information that will help you in your journey, your new journey with Jesus Christ. So for those that are watching online, don't forget... Get in touch with us. We love you and God bless you.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.